Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 45. I lost them and the wise lemurs of Madagascar. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So here we are at 45, which means that there's only seven more Goop Tales left before we've hit all 52 of the Goops. I'm gonna have to start doing some combo adventures after this. And I've had a couple of you write me in ideas, so thank you so much for that. I'm tumbling those around in my head and um, maybe even making up some new goops. So thank you for those ideas. And thank you too to those of you um, who are leaving reviews, especially written reviews on iTunes. I really, really appreciate it. I read all of them and they just inspire me to want to keep on creating Goop Tales. And also thank you to those of you who have donated. I so appreciate it and it helps keep me going. So on that note, let's get into today's story. And I want to tell you, um, I'm thinking of adding a little section now at the beginning called fun facts. A couple fun facts about this story that will help you understand it better. So it takes place in Madagascar, which has animals There are animals that live in Madagascar that don't live anywhere else in the world. And it just, I think it has one of the widest varieties for such a small island of wildlife. So one of the animals that lives there is called an ayai. And an ayai, which is A-Y-E, A-Y-E, is a kind of lemur. And you're definitely gonna hear about an ayai and some lemurs in this story. And ayais live up in the trees in the rainforest, and they are nocturnal, which means they only like to come out at night. And there are some people in Madagascar that consider the ayai an omen of bad luck. And so that gets um, touched on in this story as well. And there is also a fossa in this story. That's F-O-S-S-A. And a fossa is kind of like this, um, it's like a cat, a bigger cat, kind of like with a long tail, um, almost ears, uh, little ears, and then like a tail like a cat. And they actually hunt lemurs and ai, and they are nocturnal as well. And the plural of fossa, which I had to look up, is fossa, so it's F-O-S-S-A-E. So that's it for the fun facts for today. So let's get started with I Lost Them and the Wise Lemurs of Madagascar. I fancy that I lost him new as much as I or even you. He was too thoughtful, I am sure, to soil or scratch the furniture. Still, He was careless, so they say. He never put his things away. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a beneficent and thoughtful young goop boy called Ilostum. Ilostum was welcome everywhere he went, thanks to his polite manners and amiable personality. He was quick to make new friends, and bring a smile to the face of the other goops with his sweet laugh 
and kind words. <laughs> One of his most cherished goop friends was Yuwanda. I lost him and Yuwanda had quite a bit in common. But the one trait that bonded them the strongest was the fact that they could both daydream for hours on end. When I lost him was caught up in a daydream, he would forget about everything else and lose track of time. Not only did he lose track of time, he usually lost whatever he had with him, whether it was a key, a hat, a jacket, or any other item. I lost him could not be counted on to keep track of things. Yuwanda, on the other hand, lost herself. She would wander off in any direction, having no idea where she was going, and she wouldn't tell anyone. Her parents used to worry when Yuwanda disappeared, but they finally came to the conclusion that eventually Yuwanda always wandered back home. One morning, I lost him, woke up, and looked at his calendar. It was Pink Day. Pink Day came about once a year, and I lost him and Yuwanda always celebrated Pink Day together. Pink was Yuwanda's favorite color. There was a secret garden in Goop World, and every year on Pink Day, everything in the garden turned pink. The trees, the ground, the rocks, and the three lily ponds inside the secret garden turned to glorious shades of pink, ranging from the palest rose to the deepest fuchsia. The only way to find the secret garden on Pink Day was by wandering and accidentally stumbling upon it. Without fail, Yuwanda was able to find the secret garden every year on Pink Day, and I lost him was always right behind her. I lost him had a collection of keys and was never without at least one of them. It was his personal reminder not to lose anything or leave anything behind, although sometimes the key was left behind. I lost him grabbed one of his many keys and set off to meet Yuwanda. It wasn't long before he saw her circling through a field, dragging her little toy horse behind her. Yuwanda, it's pink day! I'm here to follow you as you wander off to the secret garden, called out I lost him. Pink day, my favorite day of the year. I wish every day was pink day. Follow me and we'll see where the wind takes us, sighed Juwanda in a dreamy manner. Then she set off. She walked through a forest and followed a creek downstream. She had no idea where she was headed, but she liked the sound of the running water. I lost him, loved walking along the creek because he could watch as all the fish whizzed by and leapt in and out of the water. Look at them, they're so happy, laughed I lost him as he pointed to the jumping fish. Yuwanda looked back at I lost him and said, 
I only follow things that make me happy, like these fish. Then she turned and continued skipping along the stream. All of a sudden, a pink fish jumped from the water and then disappeared again. Did you see that? cried out Yuwanda with glee. A pink fish! We're getting close! I lost him, clapped his hands. They both began to run in the direction of the pink fish hopping in and out of the water at a fast pace, moving downstream. On and on they ran, giggling, jumping over branches, and making sure not to lose sight of the pink fish. Then, boom! Yuwanda tripped over a giant root and fell, and I lost him landed right on top of her. I lost him! Look! We're here! called out Yuwanda as she sprang up. They had landed in the pink secret garden. It was even more glowing than they remembered. I love this place so much, called out Yuwanda. Me too, said I lost him as he threw his hands in the air. Then he watched as his key went sailing from his hands and straight towards one of the pink lily ponds. Down, down, down the key went, straight into a lily pond, and landed with a little splash. My key! I can't lose my key! called out I lost him as he ran over to the pond. He looked in and saw sparkling pink water covered with lily pads. And there at the bottom of the pond, his eye caught a tiny shimmer of gold. It was the sparkle of his key. There it is! There it is! I must get it! said I lost him as he jumped into the lily pond and then he disappeared. Yuwanda watched and waited for him to come back, but all she saw were pink bubbles burbling to the surface. Chapter 2 I lost him could see the key clearly through the pink water of the lily pond. He reached out for it and was able to grab the end, but it slipped through his tiny hand and sunk to the bottom again. He reached again, and this time he grabbed the key with his fist, held on as tightly as he could, and used his feet to propel him back up to the surface. The water broke as I lost him burst through, clutching the key and calling out, Yuwanda! I got it! I got my key! I didn't lose it! Well, I am very glad you didn't lose your key. But what is it for? And who is this Yuwanda? Shocked to hear such an unfamiliar voice, I lost him twisted around to come face to face with two piercing eyes peering out from the bottom of a tree trunk. He looked around. It was no longer Pink Day, and he was definitely not in the secret garden. Everywhere he looked, there were large trees with twisting trunks, lush green plants, and clear blue waterfalls. What happened to the secret garden and Yuwanda? asked I lost him. This is the second time you've mentioned Yuwanda. Do you want to tell me who she is? 
And the rainforest is not a secret garden. But it certainly holds some secrets, replied back the voice attached to the two eyes. Rainforest? Is this a rainforest of Madagascar? Asked I lost him excitedly. I've always wanted to go there. Indeed it is. It is indeed. You are in Madagascar, home to so many wonderful places and creatures, including myself, if I may, the Ayai. Now I must insist you tell me who this Yuanda is and what that key is for, or I won't answer any more questions for you. I lost him stomach did a flip. He couldn't believe he was in Madagascar, a place he had dreamt about for years. He quickly told the Ayai, whose name was Leroy, all about Yawanda and Pink Day, and then he explained how he always kept a key with him as a reminder not to leave things behind. This seemed to satisfy Leroy, who emerged from his nest in the bottom of the tree trunk. You can never be too careful these days, sighed Leroy, as he looked I lost him up and down. There are some ridiculous people out there who consider the ayai moi as a bad luck omen. I mean, can you imagine moi bad luck? Never. Now we ayai are protected by law. But that doesn't stop some nasty hunters. I am a lemur after all, and everyone loves a lemur. I lost him was taking it all in and hanging on to every word that came from Leroy's mouth. Leroy, I'm so glad you're safe and you can do whatever you want without having to worry about those hunters. Leroy burst out laughing. Well, I wouldn't exactly say safe, but I do all right. There are all kinds of hunters, you know. The fossé find us ayai very tasty. Why do you think I live in the bottom of a tree trunk? A nice secretive home, beamed Leroy. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. Who are you? Well, what about me? Asked I lost him. Well, I know you want to explore Madagascar. And you should. You should. The rainforests are stupendous. But you need to be on your toes and stay alert. You never know who is friend or foe. Huh, I just made a rhyme. Chuckled Leroy. <laughs> foe? Asked I lost him. Yeah, you know, foe, like an enemy. You need to be able to tell who is a foe. And I'm going to give you a little help in that department. I can see you need it. You seem like a nice little fellow, but I think you might be a little bit too trusting. Then Leroy disappeared into the bottom of his tree trunk and came out with a tiny green pebble. He pressed it into I lost him's hand and told him that many years ago, 
His great-grandmother, Malia, was struck by lightning and turned into a pile of green stones. Malia was well-respected and had always watched out for all of the ayai on Madagascar. And she had promised that no matter what happened to her, she would watch over them forever. The ayai discovered that if they held a piece of green stone from Malia's remains, it would turn to yellow if someone was lying in their presence. Leroy told I Lost Him how precious Malia's green stone was and how it had saved him many times. Guard this stone with your life, because it could very well save your life, said Leroy as he looked I Lost Him directly in the eye. I Lost Him promised to do so, and his palms sweated a little as he clung to the piece of Malia's green stone and his key. Just then, a bat hawk who was circling above swooped down from the sky and picked up I Lost Him by the neck. As he flew off, Leroy yelled after him, Don't forget what I told you! Chapter 3 I Lost Him floated into the air, carried by the silent bat hawk. He looked below as they glided over the island nation of Madagascar, surrounded by the clear blue Indian Ocean. It was just as magnificent as I Lost Him had always imagined. He could spot lakes and rivers, but all of the wildlife was hidden by a canopy of trees that formed a green blanket covering the rainforest. I lost him knew that the majority of life in the rainforest lived in the trees and were well concealed. He just happened to be abducted by a bat hawk who had found him in plain sight. The bat hawk wasn't paying any attention to I lost him. He seemed to be on a mission, but I lost him had no idea to where. Finally, they descended and landed near a waterfall. The bat hawk let go of I lost him and then stood and stared right at him. I just wanted to get you away from that Leroy. He is up to no good. You shouldn't trust him. You will be much safer on this part of the island, said the bat hawk. Oh, well, thank you. That was very nice of you, replied I Lost Him. All of a sudden, he heard a call from the trees of the rainforest. What was that? asked I Lost Him. Oh, that was just the ring-tailed lemurs making noise. Just ignore them said the bat hawk. The lemur's calls grew louder. I have to go now, but if you just stay around here, you'll be safe, said the bat hawk. I lost him, suddenly remembered Malia's stone, and he rubbed it in his pocket. Then he held it as he asked the bat hawk, Why did you help me? Because 
I like to welcome visitors to Madagascar and keep them safe and happy, said the bat hawk. I lost him, glanced down at the stone, and watched as it turned to yellow. Then he quickly slid it back into his pocket. Oh, okay, well, thank you, he said. But of course, oh, enjoy your stay, replied the bat hawk as he flew away. I lost him, looked around. He had the sense that he should get away quickly. He was alone in a jungle in Madagascar, and he knew there were Fosse who loved to come out after dark. Fosse had claws like cats and tails like monkeys, and they hunted the other animals of Madagascar. Just then, two ring-tailed lemurs popped out from the rainforest and started walking towards Ilostum, with their tails held straight up in the air. I lost him, held on to Malia's stone, and asked, Are you friend or foe? Why, friend, of course. That bat hawk is the foe, answered one of the lemur. I lost him, peeked at the stone. It remained green, and he breathed a sigh of relief. <sighs> the lemur told I lost him, that they were calling out to him from the rainforest to warn him about the bat hawk. The bat hawk had made a deal with the fosse that he would lure any tasty new visitors to the waterfall area, and then, when night came, the fosse would know where to hunt. Little shivers ran down I lost him's spine. Come play with us inside the forest, the rainforest. We'll keep you safe, said one of the lemurs. I lost him was so happy, he jumped up and down and clapped his hands. He was thrilled to find new friends. As he did, he dropped Malia's stone and his key slid from his pocket. He was so excited, he just skipped off after the lemurs. I lost him spent a marvelous day swinging in the branches of the rainforest, diving in secret swimming holes and laughing with the lemurs. <laughs> I lost him. You are one of my favorite visitors ever, proclaimed one of the baby lemurs. I lost him, blushed, and said, Really? Of course, I would never lie about that, replied the baby lemur. Upon hearing the word lie, I lost him remembered Malia's stone and his key. He felt in his pocket, and they were gone. Panic ran through him. I have to go back to the waterfall now, he said. Can't you wait until the morning, when the fossae have all gone home? Asked the lemur. No, I can't. I have to go now before it turns dark and they come out. You wait here, and I'll be back, said I lost him, as he sped away toward the waterfall. The baby lemur just shook his head. He was not happy about this decision. The sun had not set yet, and there was still daylight when I lost him arrived at the waterfall. He quickly ran to the spot where the bat hawk had left him, and there he found Malia's stone and his key.
He smiled as he picked them up. Then he started back towards the lemurs in their hidden nest in the rainforest when he heard an ominous sound from the tree above. I lost him, looked up to see a large male fossa staring down at him. Chapter 4 I lost him froze as he stared directly into the fossa's yellow-green glowing eyes. He knew that fossae hunted lemurs, so why wouldn't they hunt a goop? I lost him also knew he couldn't outrun a fossa who could run at 35 miles per hour. As he clenched his palms tighter, he remembered Malia's stone. Maybe he could use it to his advantage. Why, good evening, Mr. Fossa. My name is I Lost Him, and you are very lucky that you ran into me tonight, said I Lost Him as casually as he could. Lucky indeed, you will be my dinner, growled the Fossa. Me? Why, no, I won't be your dinner. You certainly wouldn't want to eat me. I mean, you could eat me, but I think you would be sorry. I know all sorts of things, and I could help you. But if you eat me, that won't be possible, replied I lost him. What sort of things do you know that could possibly help me? asked the fossa. I lost him had to think quickly to turn this situation around. He remembered a book he had read once about a fortune teller and got an idea. Well, I can tell fortunes, but first I must ask you a few questions, and you must not lie. The fossa rolled his eyes. Oh, brother, you're going to tell me my fortune? Before I eat you? Then he laughed a sinister <laughs> laugh. I lost him, swallowed the lump in his throat, and said, Well, you have nothing to lose, and if you end up not believing me, then I guess I will be your dinner. So, let's get started, okay? The Fossa stared at I lost him, and begrudgingly said, Okay? Let's start with something easy, like your name, said I lost him. Cozy, pronounced the fossa proudly. I lost him glanced at Malia's stone. It had turned yellow. Your name is not Cozy. You must not lie to me if you want to hear your true fortune. The fossa was surprised, but did his best not to show it. His name wasn't Cozy, but he wished it was, because Cozy meant lion. Ohin. My name is Ohin. I was just testing you, said the fossa. I lost him glanced at the stone again, and it remained yellow. Your name is not Ohin. Now tell me the truth and stop wasting time, said I lost him with as much confidence as he could muster. Once again, the fossa was shocked. He had said Ohin 
because it meant chief, but he was neither a lion nor a chief. He was starting to believe that Ilostum really did have some magical powers. Mosey. My name is Mosey, and it means firstborn. Ilostum glanced at the stone again, and it turned green. So he smiled and said, Yes, it is. Now you are telling the truth. Why did you lie to me? I've always wanted to be a leader, and those are the names of leaders. And I wanted to test you, replied the Fossa. I lost him nodded. He could sense that he was gaining trust with Mosey, and he probably no longer would be considered his dinner. A leader doesn't lie. He doesn't have to. My fortune for you is that you will be a great leader someday, but you still have some lessons to learn, said I lost him. Mosey was taken aback. He was a solitary creature that didn't have much contact with other fossae or many of the other animals of Madagascar because they feared him. He secretly liked this fortune, but he didn't want to give that away. He remained stone-faced. Now, I have one final question. Will you show me the way home and let me go? Asked I lost him. Mosey hadn't planned to let I lost him go, but he thought about being a leader and decided that this would be his first step in that direction. I will, he replied. I lost him looked down at the stone and smiled. It was green. Come this way, said Mosey as he turned toward the waterfall and strutted into a hidden cave at the foot of the falls. He walked through the cave to the edge of the waterfalls and said, Now you keep going beneath the falls and you will find yourself at home. I lost him knew that he didn't even have to glance at Malia's stone to know that Mosey was telling the truth. He walked straight into the falls and water rained down all over him. He felt the delicious coolness of the water and closed his eyes and soaked it up. When he finally opened his eyes, the rushing water had stopped and I lost him was standing in the little lily pond where he had lost his key. He looked around for Yuwanda, but she was nowhere to be found. Yuwanda had managed to wander her way to Timbuktu, but that is a tale for another time. Okay, so that is it for this episode of Goop Tales with I Lost Them. And if you enjoyed this story, which I hope you did, please leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can just go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews if you're not sure how to do that. And you can now go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 45. That's four five. So you can see the II and the lemurs and the fossa. And you can see what all those animals look like that live on Madagascar. And of course, you will see adorable little I lost them. 
And if you'd like to get on the mailing list for Goop Tales, just go to gooptales.com and a mailing list pop-up comes out and I will send you an email every time a new Goop Tales is released. So that's it for this time. And I will see you next time where we go with Yawanda on a visit to Timbuktu. So until then, make every day a goop day.